Sugar, yes, please. I don't know the words. Welcome to the Upper Discussion Podcast. My name is Tim Blaine. I'm Tom Zalatni, and this is the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. That's true. <coughs> Tim always forgets that part, and it makes Simon angry. I like that we do. I do it in the reverse part. No one likes that except you. Mm, I like it. (laughs) I am the most important person in the world. We're here together with a special guest. We got a special guest. He's Mm -hmm. a two-time Tony-winning Broadway star. I wish. uh, Local Montreal hero, Daniel Wilkenfeld. Yeah. Uh, You can see him as Lord Farquaad in Shrek's production of Wista this summer. Yes, Shrek's production of Wista. That's exactly perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Got the order of the words right. Good work. Mm -hmm. And you've got uh, another production coming up uh, a few days after this drops on March 18th. You said? Yes. Uh, on March 18th, we're doing a tribute concert to the music of Jason Robert Brown. Sweet. Um, and that's going to be taking place at uh, Mick Hall or MC Hall. I can't, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but anyway, it's on, uh, it's in Cote d'Ange. And Sweet. yeah, it's on March 18th. Well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure hmm. to be here. So, what else can you tell us about yourself? What's your, uh, oh, if gosh. you had to give us like. I hate when people ask me to talk about myself, which is why you brought me here. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you had to give us like um, two words. <laughs> Two words aside from Daniel and Wolfenfeld, <laughs> um, optometrist. But I can't. Like, it's not. I'm not an optometrist yet. I'm okay, an optometrist. Okay, I can't. I can't. I just can't. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're you're, a, I'm you're an, an optometrist, optometrist in training. Yes, an optometrist in training, okay. and also slash musical theater enthusiast, which right. is the oddest combination of fields in the world. That's well, fun though. But I mean, I'm a physicist, musician, and Tom's yeah. a, all manner of many things. Yeah. So. You know. I don't know. This is a place for strange combinations of Good. people. That's Good. it, yeah. I feel very welcome. Yeah, I thought to bring you on because I was like, he's studying optometry and he also loves musicals. He's kind of like the type of person that we bring on this show. Yeah. Like smart yeah. people who are kind of artsy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of artsy. I wouldn't, I'm not sure I agree with the smart part, but you know. Mm. Fair enough. What's yeah. like the craziest thing you've learned about eyes? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> What's a crazy thing you've learned about eyes? Um, I don't know. Just like, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> so here's something that annoys me about when people yeah. talk about eyes. Maybe maybe you can weigh in on this. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Pe- people always talk about how your like your lens in like puts the image upside down on your retina. It like yeah. flips it around and yeah. puts it upside down. Yeah. The and actual then actual rays. Yeah. Converge so that it's upside down your retina and your yeah. brain flips it over. That that's my problem. My problem is with people saying that your brain flips it over because I don't think it yeah. does. I think that like there's no sense. So the in world which... is actually just like upside down. Well, <laughs> if you think if you think about what you think of as up, you just think of up wherever right. like the image goes when you when you point up, right? Yeah. But if you spent all if if your brain didn't flip the image. Mm-hmm. You would just think of that direction as up, and everything would make a perfect amount of sense, and it would just you know. Yeah. There's no other way for you to define up than the way than that... the way that we define up. Yeah. No, yeah. that's very interesting. I mean, like I I always loved thinking about like how we say that that's green because that's what we've been told is green, but yeah. how do we know that that's the way that everyone sees? Yeah, well we know it's green. not the way everybody sees green, right? Because some people only have two cones. No, I mean, but everyone who's, you know, um tritinope yeah. as yeah. it's called. Tritinope? Yes, tritonote means you have all three types of cones and you can see colors like a normal person. Yeah. But anyway, but what I'm saying is or, that like... Or we I, think you can see colors like a normal person, but who yeah, knows? Exactly. Maybe there is no normal person. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like Maybe somebody sees green as I would see, 
yellow or something like that. Like, right. you know. Right. It's very interesting. So then like, when people can just... You can't dis- put yourself in another person's brain. When one person can distinguish between two colors and another person can't, it could possibly be that they're seeing those colors differently. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess everyone, like, even if my green and your green are different, we've both been taught that those are green. Yes. So we'll both look at exactly. green, and even though we see it differently, yes, exactly. we're like, so that's, we'll just be like that's green. That is something that is green. Interesting. Right. But yeah. then you could potentially account for different differing tastes like that. Like if you think that exactly green and blue go really well together, and I think they go really badly together. Well, that's the part where the theory like sort of falls down because like, I don't know, like some people, like there is sort of like objective standards where people are like, these are two colors that do clash and these are mm. two colors that don't. So people but say, but I constantly wear clashing colors and don't notice. <laughs> well, you don't notice, but everyone else around you is like, say, we notice. Tim looks ugly as right. shit today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a fun, dis- uh, a fun differing opinions moment the other night. I was, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, the topic of musicals came up. And this friend told me that their favorite musical is Cats. I love cats. Oh, and I it's was about like, to go down. I was like, no, you, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not the best musical. It's objectively a terrible musical. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, it corresponds to like my gay fabulous awakening. And it was like. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, it, it has its it has its charms. But but I was like, there's no way that Cats is your favorite musical. Have you seen no. any other musical? <laughs> it's not my favorite musical, but it's up there. I love Cats. I don't know why. Like I just remember my parents like bringing me home the DVD of Cats because like I just we were just listening to the record one day and I was like, I like that musical. So they brought me home the DVD of Cats and like nice. literally for I think a year I would just come home from school and just watch Cats. Oh man! And I'm I'm just obsessed with it. It's it's completely vapid. There's absolutely no substance to it whatsoever. But I just love the dancing and like you know I was obsessed with Rumple Teaser for some reason. <laughs> I would watch that DVD and I would just watch for Rumple Teaser and what she was doing in any scene because I just thought she was the coolest thing. Nice. It's, in the entire world. It's a good anyway. guilty pleasure musical. It is. It yeah. is. I feel like Weber is generally like that, where there's there's something like where if you actually analyze most Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, you're like, this isn't this isn't what I would call yeah. good. But but I still enjoy it. But if it, like and especially if it gets to you when you're a kid, like for me it was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is also not a great musical. Like the I don't know songs that one are, that well, no. the songs are not very good and it's it's I fairly know cheesy, but like, okay. Yeah, it's it's his first one. He wrote it when he was like eighteen. Oh, okay. Um, then that but it's it's not it's not good, but I love that musical as much as any other musical because yeah. like it's it's not complicated. It's not cerebral. So you can watch it yeah. as, when you're five and be like, yes. Yeah, it's just like entertainment mm. keeps your attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, Evita got accolades and stuff, no? That yeah. was probably, yeah. That's one I Evita's don't know. It's not great either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only, I, I dislike Andrew Lloyd Webber, but just because Patti Lupone dislikes Andrew Lloyd Webber and I love yeah. Patti Lupone. That's fair. There was this whole drama. Yeah. Wow, that's no, it's, real it's the only, this literally the only reason. <laughs> because Patti Lupone, I remember she was giving an interview one time and there's this whole drama about her and Sunset Boulevard, mm. like her versus Glenn Close getting the part. Anyway, since then. Did he do Sunset, Sunset Boulevard? I think so. Oh, was it? Fair yeah, enough. it was him. I, I believe you. I, just, I don't know. Who yeah, it, it was him. Part. And it was like, it was, yeah, Glenn Close ended up getting the part. She wanted the part or she had the part originally. I don't remember. Anyway, the only reason I dislike him is because she hates Angela Lloyd Webber. <laughs> right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Patty Lupone. Is there a lot Lupin. of like drama within the musical theater universe? Are you kidding? 
Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's the definition of musical theater. Yeah. Like, oh I, but like professionally, like I know, it, yeah. you know, hmm. I sort of wonder if when you get to a professional stage, people sort of rise above it, but I guess not. I don't know, actually. I mean, I, I feel like there must be. I mean, there's no yeah. way well, that there's a production that does not have any drama behind the scenes. They just don't give yeah. it out to the public or they don't say anything. But like, there's obviously drama. Yeah, hmm. that's it. Like, especially like, I think probably the most common is like casting things right where probably yeah. like most understudies kind of hate the lead that they're yeah. understudying for because yeah. like, i want to play hamilton i feel like most of the drama actually goes on behind the scenes right like with the creative team and uh, everything hmm. like that i feel like that's where the clashing happens hmm. that would make sense too yeah yeah because there's a lot of like people getting taken advantage of in those situations too right where like yeah. you know not taken advantage of in like sexual ways taking advantage <laughs> of in terms of like time things yeah where it's like you can put an extra 20 hours into making this the way that i want you to make it right yeah yeah totally uh, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah makes sense yeah. yeah i was thinking about it and i was like there's no there's no way that cats is your favorite musical unless you haven't seen very many other musicals yeah is cats one of those musicals that like you 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 like by exposure, like Rocky Horror, I feel like is like that. You don't like ro- you don't like Rocky Horror until you've been forced to watch it four or five times, and then you love it. That no, that's right. that's that's what makes me hate a musical. To yeah. be honest, if it's shoved down my throat, hmm. like yeah. Hamilton has been over yes. the past, <laughs> like how many months since it's been out, <laughs> and it's just you know I cannot go a day without seeing anything Hamilton. Right, and I just cannot stand the musical just because of that. I'm really mm. sorry. Oh, I'm pretty fine. sure you both like it a lot. I but. think we've we've kind of like calmed down from the Hamilton hype. It's yeah, calmed down like, a little bit. We, but we no. like oversaturated ourselves and then yeah. it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. good for something else for a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I really adore Lin-Manuel Miranda as a person. I think he's like incredible and one of the most humble, talented people. And he just um, has such soft eyes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He like mm. Everything he looks at, he looks like he's in love with it. Exactly. I mean, just like this, like those anime where the eyes get all really big and like <laughs> they sparkle a little bit. That's like, that's yeah. like Lin Manuel. It's like a constant state of that. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but he's yeah. It's just the the musical itself is just like not my style of music. So that's fair. That's why I'm not crazy about it. But I can see objectively why it's a really good musical right. because it 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 exposes a, a huge audience to musical theater that may not have been into it before just because mm-hmm. they didn't like the style of like classical musical theater. Right. Um, but it also exposes like a whole audience to hip hop as well who wouldn't exactly. have been into it before. So it's kind of yeah. nice because it bridges both of those things together nicely. Yeah. yeah but I can totally get it just it. not being your thing. Well, yeah, because yeah. that, that's yeah. the innovation of it is, is the hip hop, but uh, the yeah. actual music of it, like if you compare it to Sondheim or somebody, like it's not mm-hmm. incredibly complicated or like harmonically interesting. No. No. Um, but... And a lot of that is because he's paying homage to, like, other things, too. Yeah. It's like he, you know, half the lyrics are references to other musicals or other hip-hop things. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, like, of the musicals that have come out in the past few years, what's the one that you think is your, like, your favorite? The past few years being, like, how long? I don't know, in, like, the last five years. Uh, don't the say the last five years. <laughs> 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 like I like the last five years, but that one's just like I can't listen to it unless I'm in the mood to be horribly depressed for Yeah, that, really that one's time. rough. Yeah. That's Jason Robert Brown, eh? Yes. Yeah. We so, are singing and I'm singing a song from that show. Nice. Which one? Cabaret coming up called um, um the, it's the next ten minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited. I I love the music. It's just so depressing. Are all yeah. the songs in the last five years just the something time period? 
<laughs> pretty no. much there's there's this one is called uh 30 seconds of music and it's a little interlude between two other songs uh called the next four minutes and the previous six minutes altogether it takes about 10 and a half minutes <laughs> no um you know but all of them are just horribly depressed do you do you know last i do not know the last five years no. okay i need to explain to you the, the the concept of the last five years is that it's too uh, people in a relationship. One of them starts out at the um, at the end of the relationship and works her way backwards, and one of them starts out in the beginning of the relationship and works their way forwards. Okay, and they sort of meet in the middle, which is the next ten minutes, and then they go like the other way. So, like one of them is from the the, the end to the beginning, and from the beginning to the end. So, one of them you see from the beginning of the show that she's heartbroken because her relationship and her marriage is over, mm. and then the other one is starting at, is, and then the next song they alternate in between. So, the next song is the guy singing oh. about how incredibly happy he is that he met this amazing woman, and then it just is that roller coaster back and forth mm. for like two hours of agony, and then <laughs> at the end. The it's end, much she sings yeah. back where it started in a way. At the yeah, because yeah. she's at the beginning of the relationship, but that's what makes it the most depressing. Like her song at the end, what's it called? Uh, crap. Um, yeah, the last know, five until minutes. Tomorrow. <laughs> the last, <laughs> the last of the show. Track. <laughs> the show is almost over. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, she's. It's called Goodbye Until Tomorrow, mm. and she's singing like how hopeful she is that she's found the love of her life. And it's the most depressing song in the entire <laughs> world because you know exactly how this how the show ends up. Anyway, yeah. So it's a really huge emotional roller coaster. Sweet. Lovely. Anyway, going back to your question though, um, my favorite musical I would say is probably The Book of Mormon. Nice. Mm, yeah, um, that's solid. Has yeah. that? When did that come out? It's not. It wasn't in the last. I feel like years, it might have been. It was 2011, 2012. It's close. I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Book okay. I think fantastic. it falls within your time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We'll give it to you. Yeah. I don't listen to that many new musicals nowadays, which I should. I feel that. But I I wait until one has like gotten enough sort of attention, and then yeah. I glom onto it because I'm like, I don't want to listen to every new Broadway cast album that comes out because it, you know, yeah, it's just going to cost me money. Yeah. I don't well, want to do that. <laughs> that's what YouTube is for. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I find I like to listen from start to finish with stuff like that. Like I like to actually yeah. like go through the whole experience of it because yeah. otherwise I'm like, well, that was a good song, but I don't know what the context is. And yeah, yeah that's true. I don't want to yeah. wait for ads in between the songs either. Yeah. I don't know. I also find that, yeah, I, I can only really do like cast album type musicals if it's more of an opera type thing. Like if there's no, mm. yeah, if, if, if the entire thing is songs, because otherwise it's just this like string of disjointed. Yeah. It's hard to really that, keep your attention and like know what's going on. If yeah. It's, mm. If you don't have the full experience of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why, like, that was one of the things that was effective about Hamilton storytelling-wise is that it's one of those kinds of musicals. So you can get the cast yeah. album and experience nearly the same thing that you would experience if you saw the oh, show, yeah? just minus visuals and one song that they cut out. Yeah. So that they're okay. specifically because Lynn wanted there to be a surprise for people who listen to the album first. Oh, so he like left out a song about the death of a major character. <laughs> really? And, like on the on the album, That's you just never big, hear yeah. about that character. So you just again. never. 
Yeah. Oh, you like, just oh, like well, don't he's... know that he even died. It's like, oh, he just, you know, yeah. went for a coffee break. It's like you assume that he <laughs> dies, but you don't really see it. But you assume it. everybody dies because it's 1776. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some disease that's going to kill everyone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and also it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I'm well, pretty sure I know how that's going. <laughs> <laughs> everyone eventually dies. Mm, so you true. say everybody who has died so far is dead. That's all you can really tell me. <laughs> you don't know the future gonna be like the past <laughs> it's true we might not die that's true we might not die i have a friend who's convinced that our generation will live to be like in our 120s before dying mm. we'll probably live longer really no well, i mean there's i don't know modern technology life expectancy <laughs> just just past 90 years i think really that's good news yeah. but i'm not sure if that's life expectancy <laughs> for people regimen. who are currently 85 years old or for people who are currently uh, born well it can only be better old. yeah right that well, but maybe it's like maybe people now aren't living till ninety, but by the time we get up there, people will be living to ninety. Like I'm not sure which what the projection is. Right. Either way, that's pretty awesome. There's I'm, I'm good a couple people who are alive right now who were born in 1899, and that blows my really? mind. Really? Yeah. No, there's no way. There's yeah. like one or two people left. They're like 118 years old. Yeah. Mm. Which is madness. One of them doesn't look that much older than like 80 or 90. And I wonder if it's just that eventually you just peak in yeah, terms of how like, much you've there's aged. There's no more that I can age you anymore. Yeah. There's nothing left to go. <laughs> just keep with what you got now. Yeah. And it'll just stop working eventually. <laughs> or maybe at that point, like you just, for every baby you like eat, you gain a couple years and you just Excuse don't age me. anymore. Because <laughs> like, how do you keep going at that point? Yeah. Did you, you just accuse all yeah, old I was like, people? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to make of what you just. If you have lived past 110, you are a cannibal. You, you a must eat statement. babies to continue Probably. living. <laughs> so, you know, my great oh, aunt dear. just became a whole different person to that, me. That lady from Titanic just got so much no, more she's, twisted. <laughs> she's over 90, and it's you know she's gotta she's gotta eat those babies. Yeah, soon. Yeah, in at least like 15 years, <laughs> you'll see. Mm. I don't, I'm just like wondering where that thought popped up into your head. About... I'm, you know, I maybe I'm a visionary. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Tom's imagining the future where nobody dies, but it comes at an immense cost. <laughs> you know, it's eternal possible. life. I didn't know what I was getting into coming onto this. We're, so. We apologize. <laughs> Sometimes the conversation <laughs> takes weird. Ten turns. minutes in, and we're already <laughs> onto eating babies. Oh mm. man, I eat babies sometimes. That's not true. <laughs> you almost had me there for a second. For Whoa, a second, I was like, that was some good I'm getting out of here. I zigged when you thought I was going to zag. That's what we like to do here on the Upper <laughs> Discussion Podcast. We just like to zig. <laughs> do you think one would have, one could ever write a musical about optometry? Do you think it's no. a fertile subject? Has it been done, first of all? And second, no, I've never, I've never thought to look it up, to be honest, just because that seems so unfathomable to me. I'm just like, hmm. what is it? I'm just telling Tom when I come here, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say to be interesting. Like, optometry just seems like the most boring. <laughs> I mean, I find it super fascinating. Like, I Well, what do you find uh, fascinating about it? I don't know. Just, like, learning about, like, refraction and, like, how the, you know, the lens, like you were saying, like, how everything gets refracted onto the retina and, you know, astigmatism and things like that. And uh, um, binocular vision is a huge um thing yeah people is, always give me that look and they're like binocular vision it's like with binoculars no, what, yeah what is binocular vision um it's like the field of like how both the eyes work together to see and keep images focused on the retina okay and um you know we don't we don't we go into a lot of like 
what the problems are with binocular vision. Like strabismus is a problem with binocular vision because. Sorry, it, what's what was that word? Strabismus. Sorry, I should. <laughs> Vulgarized code words. <laughs> yes. um, strabismus is a uh, is when you when one of your eyes is crooked, basically ah. like a lazy eye, basically. Right. Okay, exactly like yeah. that. You just cross his eyes. Um, for those of you listening, <laughs> yeah, <to this>. <laughs> for those of you at home, <laughs> Tim just crossed Tim his eyes. Tim crossed his eyes to demonstrate strabismus. <laughs> Look so, it up. So um, so at Christmas, your eyes are crossed and it makes it hard to see. Yeah, at, at Christmas exactly. <laughs> Only that time, <laughs> not Christmas, Christmas, Tom. The special <laughs> holiday of strabismus occurs in mid. February. Strabismus for the rest of us. <laughs> um, um, no, so yeah, basically, so it's, just, it's the study of like, how does your brain adapt to having a deviated eye? Because sometimes it's deviated all the time. Hmm. Sometimes you control it. I have a control deviation called euphoria. And so basically, like, my muscles keep my deviation intact. But sometimes if I'm like really drunk or something, right, my brain is like, nope, we're like... not doing that again. So my, huh. it decompensates. And, Interesting. Um, so basically, it's a study of like how both the eye, like in, in, in situations where your eye is deviated, how does the brain adapt to this? Because when, you're de- when your eye is deviated, you start seeing double. Right. Um, but do you, do you keep seeing double or does your brain no, eventually figure it, out how to like pull it back? It depends on a lot of factors. Ah. So it depends on what age you developed it. Okay. If you're 50 years old and all of a sudden you have a deviation based on whatever reason, sometimes it can be a paralysis to a nerve. Sometimes okay. it can be a trauma um, be a that causes a mechanical or... restriction. Sometimes it can be... Um, Someone just punched you really hard in the eye. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or you know, all those fifty-year-olds <laughs> getting in fist fights. Yeah. <laughs> mm, well, no. I mean, I'm even, waiting even until fifty age. to get on, on all my fist, fi- fist so fights. Have you never been in a fist fight before? <laughs> no, not yet. So you're waiting another twenty-three years for your first fist fight. Yeah. Cool. He's gonna. He's and you're gonna just instigate it. You're like fifty fiftieth birthday. I'm going to a bar. I'm just gonna be like, y'all better you... not still be my friends at fifty. Watch out. <laughs> well, I hope it would be with a stranger. I mean, who no, just do it with your no, friends? you got it. It's a very intimate experience. Your first yeah, fist fight. Your first fist fight needs to be with someone that you care about. Just be like, <laughs> <laughs> let's Ooh. do this. this is happening. <laughs> mm. Um. Okay, but st- so your you but your brain can compensate if it happens young enough. So it, yeah, when if you're born with a stri- when, with mm. a strabismus, um, your uh, your brain comes up with sensorial adaptation. I only know the French. I'm trying to translate them in my head because <laughs> I'm learning this all in French. Um, um, it makes adaptations, um, and there are different kinds of adaptations. One of them being, um, um, what's it called? Uh, Abnormal retinal correspondence, right? Correspondence retinal, which is um, the 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 brain moves um, moves. Okay, so the, so the two corresponding points in your brain of your eyes is mm-hmm. the fovea, which is the point on your eye where the is getting really technical. Sorry, that's right. totally fine. That's, that's the point where that's like <laughs> super clear. Yes, exactly. You're, the you're fovea looking, is like yeah. where you you have your most clear vision, and normally the brain fuses so the brain wants to keep any image that you're looking at on the fovea at all times mm. so the brain will have so so the brain has those two corresponding points on the retina and there's corresponding points everywhere else on the retina as well mm. so that my peripheral vision is also simple yeah. um single yeah and um so so in 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 somebody with a strabismus at certain sometimes they will move they the, your brain will will m- do an adaptation where it moves the corresponding point on the other eye, so that it um, uh, corresponds with the same point on the Whoa, other eye. Oh, that's crazy! So, so some people have 
Um, so there's the point where the image falls and the point where the brain corresponds that point on the retina to the other eye. And then there's the fovea. So right. the fovea has huh. the clearest image. Point zero, as we call it, is where the image falls, and the retinal course, the point of retinal correspondence is where the the brain associates those two images. And they're saying that this is sort of a way that the brain adapts to decrease that double vision. That's crazy. Wow. So then, like, if you've got one eye like really turned inward, and that happens, you'll have like one really clear point in the, like in the middle of your field of vision where you could read, but you might also have like a point way over at the side that's like hyper clear from the other eye. Um, what do you mean? Like, like so. So if if my eye is pointing in the wrong direction, yeah. Like the fovea is capturing like the the most. Oh, detail I right see what there. you mean. So um, like, <clears throat> could I potentially read two things at once because I've got like one fovea no, here and one fovea way these, over here? Well, I mean, these things all happen at the same time. It's usually never quite that. Um, so so you, so that point would be a point that's not corresponding on that side of mm. like it, it like it correspond like it would be clear but your brain would probably suppress it and get right. rid of it because mm. it's just like it ignores it so that's another thing so okay. suppression is also another huge the more common out of it, i don't know why i started with the well because it's AOC. cool yeah <laughs> it is very cool but it's 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 the more complicated one and it and it it very rarely i mean it's usually not deviated that much that it would like the corresponding point is usually not very far away from the fovea just because like it, it just happens. It, it happens very rarely, I'm pretty mm. sure. Um, anyway, the other adaptation is suppression, where if you're having one eye that's like you, the, the brain can't handle seeing double and it can't ha- handle it's, it's not only double, but if I'm looking at um, this mug, then on, on the other side of, of, of your eye, there's another point like that, that box or something would be on the same point as the mug. Yeah. So it's, it's called confusion where you're, you're having. You're trying to focus on something. There's another image on the other eye that's on top of it. Um, oh. And you also see double. So anyway, the brain will usually um, suppress one of the images, usually the image of the deviated eye. So you essentially go mm. blind in that eye. Yep. It's Whoa. cortical blindness in that eye. That's mm. crazy. But like, it, yeah, it's like brain blindness. Mm-hmm. Is that why like if I, if, I look at, if I look at you, for instance, and behind you there's the two light stands? Uh, if I close one eye, I can see more of one. And if I close the other eye, I can't see as much of it. Like it's it, like, but right, if I'm if I'm looking at you, right? So I that's just because see, that's like, it's not suppression. That's just because your eye it's coming at a different angle. Okay, for both of your eyes, right? So the I image see. is never identical with each eye. Right. So they I'm like looking. overlap in the middle. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So Same. It, and, that, and there, there you can have like 3D yeah. vision and stuff. And then over at the edges, one so eye the, takes yeah. over. Okay. Right. The but brain is what is what puts the two images together to make it fascinating. But it's crazy that you don't notice that, like when one of your eyes, like the edge of one of your eyes, like you rarely notice that your nose is always in the frame of your vision until you start to think about it. Hmm. And also you don't notice, you don't notice that like hyper drop off in clarity until you start thinking about it. Like the fact that if I'm looking at Tom, I literally don't know what your face looks like, even though it's in the frame, like in the frame of my vision. Right. I have like no sense of what you look like or even what color you are almost. What do you mean? I'm kind of beige. Say, well, you're you're saying that because because <laughs> because the, there's there's a lot less there's a lot less like cones and stuff on the edge too, right? So like Right. So, well, I mean so usually I mean, yeah, you're only usually looking at one point, but the thing is that like your your brain is really good at taking all of the different cuz so when you're when you're scanning someone's face, you're never just like looking like I'm never just looking at his eye or something like mm. 
I'm looking. Yeah. The brain, the eyes are constantly moving all around. I love yeah. her using you as a right. face model. It's like Tom's <laughs> face is never clear. It's always really it's, blurry. Hey, hey, my face is very clear. And by clear, I mean there's little pimples. No, I'm joking. This podcast uh, is brought to you by Tom's face mask. Uh, for making your face as clear as Tom's. <laughs> Clean and clear and under control. <laughs> oh yeah. So your 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 eyes are always moving, and and the brain. Um, reconstructs an image based mm. on all the micro movements yeah. of your eye that your your eyes are constantly doing that. Right. There's never a time where your eye is like completely still focused on one image, mm. unless you unless you're doing it really it intentionally, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Aren't there also like two completely different circuits for like eye movement? Like there's there's the one where where you're like you're like jolt jolting around from Those one to the cicades, other cicades, yeah. cicades or whatever yeah. Yeah. cicadic movements and, and then there's that totally other one where your eyes can sm- mm-hmm. smoothly track on yeah, something but you can't different. you can't make that one work nope. until there's something there exactly. for you to track yeah and they've had the, they've actually <laughs> done like studies on this where they've actually tried to make people like they start out with um, a dot that's moving around and you have to follow it and people are able to do pretty good and then they say okay keep doing the same eye movement eye movement now and then they take away the dot and they can't like it's it's just little saccades yeah. saccades that yeah. they do immediately i jumps from point to point yeah those yeah. are completely two different <laughs> cortical circuits that's yeah that is super interesting mm. so if we were to write a musical about opto- op- optometry optology optology that's you know <laughs> uh the what would that be the knowledge of eyes optology Opto- optology no that would be know. ophthalmology which is oh yeah yeah the optology would be like the study of op- optics, I guess. I but that's just that's optics. Just optics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you were to make a music, not a word, okay? <laughs> so, 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 an optometry musical. Hear me out. The narrator is an optometrist. Uh, and me, he's, preferably. Yeah, and so you're telling the story mm-hmm. of it's it's a love story uh, of a guy and a girl who just keep crossing paths. And they never like catched each other, right? So it's telling two stories of what's going on in their lives at the same time. Uh, and at any given time, they're both like slightly out of focus from each what? other during each other's songs. So out like, of focus. How would you do that? <laughs> Is well, this you a just, YouTube like, musical? The, you push you push one push into one the like, background, right? Where? And they're like in the background interacting with stuff while the but other that would one just is be doing different. We could put oh, a like blur- in focus, as in. Well, I'm not saying like literally physically out of focus, blurry. But yeah, oh, okay, okay. They're, they're like, they're <laughs> no, in the you could put like a weird like screen in yeah. front of them. You could put a screen, yeah, <laughs> like a mesh screen would probably sure, do the trick. Yeah. Uh, and and you call it at first sight. Okay. And at some point, halfway through, they meet each other, and all of a sudden, there's like more color on stage, and the lighting is like okay. crazy. And what does that have to do with optometry, though? I don't know, man. It just, it's, <laughs> it's just all cool like, visual effects. It's like thinly veiled, <laughs> like like also within. And like, they're optometrists. Yeah. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. And one of them can move really smoothly around the the stage, and the other one just jumps it, from it, place it, to place. <laughs> that could be fun. Like musically, there'd so be it's some all metaphorical. There. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of like, things that somehow would relate to optometry or ophthalmology if you really thought about it too hard (laughs) (laughs) otherwise it's just a musical you know how hamilton has that like spinning disc in the middle this has two separate spinning discs that rotate and like adjust to each other so that at any given point the actors are pointed at the same object in the audience (laughs) (laughs) if one of them like deviates slightly the other makes up for it yeah that would be the worst musical ever written the worst musical ever called hmm you sure 
Mm. Yeah, no. Why? What do you? What do you? Do you, think do you, right you, you want to give this musical a try? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh dear! I had a I had an epiphany about insect eyes a little while ago, because you know how in in like in, like compound eyes. Yeah, and I don't really it, know how those work. How like in all the movies and stuff, you you there will be this thing like in the fly and stuff. Yeah, there's there's this the image point of view where it's like fifty thousand images. And it's like there's no way that that's actually how no. a fly sees. No, that's absurdly not. redundant and no. stupid. <laughs> like clearly, what no. the fly actually does is combine all those into one, the yeah. same way that your well, two eyes sure. do. Yeah. But for some reason, that like hadn't <laughs> hit me until like two weeks ago. I was like, wait a minute, wait. Hollywood is lying wait to wait me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you had to write a you know, write a blog post about it. I I, so wrote, a, I wrote a, <laughs> I wrote an angry tweet. I got several retweets. I was proud of myself. You're gonna you're gonna have to send that send that article to BuzzFeed. Yeah, I love it. Have you realized that compound Buzz. eyes aren't the way that they're? I don't know. It's fake. I'm not good at BuzzFeed articles. <laughs> Ten things that make you realize that compound eyes. <laughs> We've been wrong about bug eyes this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy the BuzzFeed article about loofahs. That was a fun one. It was a BuzzFeed article about loofahs. Yeah, because like if you if if you have to guess where a loofah comes from. Do you, do you know? Do you know what a loofah is? Oh yes, I use a loofah. What is what it? What kind of the, sane wh- person wh- doesn't use a loofah? Where does it come from? Like what? What plastic? is the origin? Oh, like what is it? Oh, there's like yeah. what is it made from? Like, but like real loofahs, like not not the plastic ones, but like the biological ones. It's like rotating. Is that? Oh, it's because I'm playing with the wire. I'm really sorry. I, 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 okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I like, do. I'm not even aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all. I lay, if I'm listening on the computer or something, I like take my headphone wires and just like make knots mm. out of them for we, no reason. We've got this rubber chicken in the studio that Tim frequently like plays with while we're recording. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I've thrown it away for my own safety, but <laughs> now I'm like compulsively squeezing my ukulele to yeah, because I need to be compulsively squeezing something. Yeah, I yeah. got. I just ordered <laughs> impulsively um, the other night one of those fidget cubes. Oh, oh yeah, cool. I saw I'm those. so excited for it. <laughs> you have no idea. There's a lot of different fidgeting options on those things. There are. Right? It's just I don't know yeah. if I can do it in public. So I feel like it makes a lot of noise. But mm. yeah, you need to find like a like a silenced version of it. Yeah, there yeah. are silent like there are buttons that are silent, and they call it it's for sneaky fidgeting. <laughs> sneaky fidgeting. <laughs> Very mm, sneaky. Sneaky fidget. Yeah, it's adorable. I don't know. I hope they're not loud because you know that would kind of defeat the purpose. Right. You only do it like in the privacy of your home. Yeah, yeah which is unless dope. you really want to be obnoxious about it, in which case yeah. I would Hello, recommend just getting like a bop it instead. <laughs> a bop it? Just play bop yeah. it while you're, while you're walking bop around. It. <laughs> like in class while yeah. you're working, yeah. <laughs> Open up your books to page 12 and twist it. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. In any case, it turns out that a loofah is a gourd. I I was I I always thought that a loofah it was like a sea sponge or some kind of thing, but it's not. It's what a, it's, ma- it's made out of a gourd that grows on so trees. Wait, but and the, then, what did the old loofahs used to look like? Because I mean, it just like looks like a a, a mesh. Yeah, conglomeration. It's, like this, it's this conglomeration of mesh, and that it's made out of a gourd. It's, but it's like made out of a gourd. Okay. Yeah. Well, it it, like it you is. Take out the spaghetti like, squash or whatever. Well, it is sort of the it. spaghetti part of it. So you okay. take you take this gourd and you dry it out in the sun and you get rid of all its water and then you cut it open and inside there is a loofah and then you sell it. To There's people just to, a loofah sitting yeah. there. Yeah. It's like just, it's just ready to go. Yeah. It's just like this spongy, weird, like abrasive thing. And then you sell in stores. That's amazing. You yeah, can also get like cloth versions of that though, right? Yeah. Like, there's I feel there's like plasticky ones, but that's the one I have though. I don't understand. I don't know where. 
Yeah, like I've I, never I seen this like, I've never squash seen, based one. Yeah, I've <laughs> only seen the synthetic plastic. Have you ever had a sponge that was an actual sponge? Because those are also cool. I don't know. I thought a sponge was a... Sp- you're blowing my oh, mind right now. You're like talking the, like a sea sponge. Yeah, because like the, oh. the real good sponges are like sea sponges. I've had like a what's it called like a pummel stone, a pumice stone, pumice stone, yeah. pumice stone. A pummel yeah. stone is at the end of a sword. A pum- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you a pommel stone. A pommel stone, right? A, a pommel stone is just I take a stone and I hit you with it. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a well. pummel, a, a pomegranate stone? A, a, no, a pom- a pomeranian. Guys, if you'd like to support Up for Discussion, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion. If you pledge more than zero dollars, then something good happens. That's right. If you pledge more than five dollars, you get to recommend and request things for us to talk about on the show, which is super exciting. Uh, and for this week, uh, ooh, actually, before we get to that, we just added a new perk ooh, that is super exciting, exciting. and super exclusive. New time, new So, it's a little steep at $40, but I'm going to tell you why. You know how we've got that bear as our logo? I just thought oh, that yes, was Desiree. Oh, yes, I about this. What? I thought that was Desiree. That's not Desiree. Okay. But it could be Desiree. Mm. That bear has no name. But for $40, you get to decide what that's, that bear's name is, and it will have that name for as long as you remain pledged at $40. You can oh, name it anything snap. you want. You can... You know, name it after yourself. You can name it after Desiree. You can, it, you could make that bear anybody that you want in the world. Oh, I'm it's giving super it up dangerous. to one person. Tim, what's your computer's name? My computer's name is the Hot Topics Butt Machine. Okay. And how much money did I pay you for that? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> paid him money. It was to something name. over a hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, a while back, Tim had a Indiegogo campaign to buy a new computer, and okay. there was one exclusive perk for one person to get to name. <laughs> and of course, his you had to buy it. Oh, of course, absolutely. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. So, I if you guys want to name this bear the Butt Bear, that's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. But there's only one person who gets to do that at a time. So, buy it now if you want it. Uh, you'll also, you know, get the lower level perks in addition to it. Yeah, like you can ask questions and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and so this week's question comes from longtime supporter of the show, Gabriel, who Hi. wants to know, what kind of soup would you like to take a bath in? With your new loofah, straight from the gourd. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. The only reason that I would bathe in any kind of soup is if I got sprayed with a skunk, and that would be tomato soup. Oh. So I'm going to go with tomato soup. Functional. That's yeah. yeah, it's got to be. I mean, we're just going to bathe in chicken noodle soup for no reason. Like, that's just... Well, Do you think that there'd be no reason to bathe in chicken noodle soup? How... Uh, <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a good experience. Unless you're just, like, really into weird stuff sexually. Are There's, there... like, little chunks of carrot in there usually, too, sometimes. Yeah. Chicken noodle? Those could... Yeah. It yeah. tends to only be chicken and noodles. I don't know what kind of chicken no. noodle soup you eat. What no. are you talking about? You never had You've never with... been in a Jewish household where you had a huge carrot... A huge parsnip, <laughs> no, not even, balls. not even chopped up. I've not, I've there. never yes. been served a gigantic carrot on a plate in a Jewish house. No, not in a plate. In it's the in soup. a bowl. It's in the soup. In the but soup. as soon as it's more than chicken and noodles, it's not chicken noodle soup. It's chicken noodle and carrot and parsnip and whatever else soup. No, it's chicken noodle vegetable soup. Wait, That's no. a distinct difference. Chicken noodle soup, chicken and, and noodles. noodles. No, and soup. You're, you're just objectively wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, Tim. You've never been more wrong in your life. <laughs> 
Well, then what do I call chicken noodle soup that doesn't have vegetables? I need a special name for it it's now. It's still chicken noodle soup. It's just soup. chicken noodle soup. Yeah. You just it's have just to, hearty you know. chicken noodle soup. I feel like you're yeah. erasing the identity of all the vegetables in this soup. No, because I don't know. You just it's just they don't deserve their name on the title. When you call when you when you say lasagna, it's implied <laughs> there's nothing in lasagna that's just called lasagna. Well, so lasagna that's is the whole thing. Actually, the uh, true. Oh fact, yes, the yes. noodle in a lasagna is in fact what is called the lasagna. So the baked lasagna dish really should be called like a right. baked lasagna dish. Ba- but we just call it lasagna. <laughs> baked lasagna dish. So, huh, that's what we're call it sorry, Tim. <laughs> so I should call it a, a, separate a cheesy, a cheese yeah. and pasta sauce and meat and stuff lasagna. It's basically dish. like an Italian milfei mm. or tiramisu, I guess, which is already Italian. Could you make tiramisu yeah. out of lasagna noodles? Mm. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> Okay, are there any soups that, like, wouldn't cause massive skin problems? Chicken noodle soup wouldn't. Chicken noodle soup, there's so much it's fat in it, though. It's like rubbing chicken grease into your skin. I don't, I don't yeah. know if that's, You ever done that? Good. That's, true. that's a really good way to have, like, really clear skin. Really? Yeah. Because I've rubbed rubbing my own grease, grease into, into my yeah. skin and didn't work out so well. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I don't think that's true. Like cold cucumber soup. That would mm, be a good one, I cold think. Cold cucumber soup. Yeah. Mm. It could be nice. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe a like a cream of potato or something. That's cream. That's got all the yeah, but like fat too. I like that the thick soups. You, I feel like you could just sort mm. of rest on top of them <laughs> without having to sink into it. <laughs> yeah, powerful. like those those ones that are just almost fill it like up a with the frozen one, and then you're good. Like it doesn't even frozen soup. Yeah, just yeah. like a bunch of cans of like. Frozen You're going to bathe in a bunch of cold cans. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, no. So that you don't have to like be oh, immersed. You're just like kind of surrounded by like, shit. like <laughs> yeah, just sticky like chunks. Just surrounded yeah. in cold metal. <laughs> yeah. That sounds exactly. like fun. No, you empty the cans. What oh. about like a butternut squash soup? Hmm. That could be nice. That would be good. That, I feel like that would actually maybe be good for your skin. Butternut squash Probably. is the answer to most. Of life's problems. I am, there's definitely there's got to be some sort of skin product with butternut squash in it. Even if it doesn't work, someone's done it. Someone must have. Yeah, it's probably by Lush. Mm. Mm. They tend to put weird shit in their products. Are there mm. like guacamole soups? Question. Uh, there must be an avocado soup out there. If yeah. I if I heat up my guac mm-hmm. and I eat it with a spoon, oh god, is so it a disgusting? Soup? disgusting <laughs> this is one of those table talk <laughs> questions. <of> like, <laughs> Mm, if you could choose between a hundred horse-sized ducks and one duck-sized yeah. horse, whatever. I would take a duck-sized horse. That sounds adorable. Yeah, I think it's the reverse. Um, but okay, yeah, a horse-sized duck is terrifying. <laughs> what, actually, it's 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 fight fight one high, one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. That's the question. Oh, fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with the hundred duck-sized horses. It feels like you yeah. could sort of punt them. Yeah, yeah, you just like kick them out of the way. They're not yeah. gonna do much to you. Like, they might be a little dense because they don't bite or anything. They just kick and stuff. If they're yeah. that small. It'll just be like a. It's true. They'd have to like run up to you and turn around and kick at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a lot of time for me to just like punt. Exactly. But there's a hundred of them. Yeah, it but still like, wouldn't hurt that much. It would be like a little flick. Yeah. I don't know. You ever been kicked by a duck? A hundred <laughs> duckling-sized horse. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been kicked by a duck no that was my favorite sitcom i've been chased by a goose though you got chased by a goose not chased very long but i mean you know it's like a park where there's there's these geese geese i don't i had to stop to make sure i was saying that properly um i think there's so. just like a goose like protecting its 
children and I tried to approach I tried to just walk by with my dog and my dog of course is like it's a goose I wanted to see and then it came and started snapping at okay us. sitcom idea convent <laughs> full of nuns and there's like a goose in a pond nearby and it's called chased by a goose like like chase chase like c-h-a-s-t-e yes <laughs> that's not bad that's not bad Oh, man. What does the goose have to do with the plot? I, I needed the pun. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> One of the nuns has sex. You can't. With the goose. You can't bring this up without having the receipts. You gotta. Uh, you gotta give me something of uh, of substance here. Can't just be because of the pun. I had a moment the other day. Uh, this is entirely unrelated, but I, I had nothing parks. to do with chastity or gooses. Maybe a little bit to do with chastity. Definitely a little to do with parks. Uh, I'm I'm walking down Sherbrooke yesterday. And uh, I walk past the Westmount Lawn Bowling Club, um, <laughs> which exists. It's there. Um, of course it does. Corner of Sherbrooke and I want to say Redfern, maybe. Um, I'm walking along and I see the sign for it. And I've never looked at this sign before, but I'm bored. So I'm reading the sign, not reading it. Like, I don't stop. <laughs> I'm just you know, I'm reading it as I walk. <laughs> and I noticed that it said, it said Boulingrin. Okay. B-O-U-L-I-N-G-R-I-N. Which is literally just a Francisized version of Bowling Green. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if this is like just the name of the guy who made this place and it's like a pure coincidence. And I looked it up and it's actually like the official French name for Bowling Green. Cool. So, I guess, yeah, it's, uh, you don't think about that happening to French. I mean, it happens to English all the time. Yeah. You've got all these words that are just like bastardized versions of, of French. But that's definitely yeah. like... That must have been English first, right? Because Boulin Grain can't possibly have just conveniently translated <laughs> to Bowling, Bowling Green. <laughs> That's like too perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the same thing about, about the French for shampoo is shampoing. And it's shampoo. No, it's, isn't it shampooing or something? Well, it's, it's spelled shampooing, but, but no, it's, it's, it's pronounced shampooing, but it's spelled shampooing. It's like yeah, it you took an English word, you added an sure. English suffix that yeah. doesn't work to it, and then you applied it to French. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> just call it like. Shampoo, like shampoo, C H A M P U. That could work. Shampoo, or, or even Shampoo. just like my issue is just why still have the double O? Like you might as well just like, because it's not pronounced shampooing. Yeah, it's just two O's. Shampooing. No, but it has to be shampooing. Like you gotta like know. emphasize the O. But that's, it, it lets you know where it came from. It's like all right, this is an English word, but I don't even know. Shampoo is probably some other language. Shampoo is doesn't sound like an English word to me. What does sound like an English word? I mean, they're all just kind of um, mixed what crazinesses does, what like of other. Wow, what, 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 what about shampoo makes you like it's not an English word? It just it 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 feels like. Well, it, it feels like it was probably a like late addition to the English language, yeah. right? Because I don't yeah, think I don't think shampoo how, how really existed shampoo until yeah. in the first place, <laughs> and I don't think. It, like anglophones invented shampoo Wash thy hair with thy shampoo and so i imagine that it probably came from <laughs> another language where that combination of sounds is a lot more common because what other words in english sound like shampoo interesting yeah i wonder nothing because like we know that like there were perfumes and stuff back in like biblical times because those yeah. are talked about but those people weren't speaking english no but they would sometimes like perfume like hair and feet and stuff Maybe for cleaning purposes, definitely for like smell purposes. So I wonder <laughs> when the first shampoo was invented, like given that, right? Well, if you guys yeah. have a small conversation, I will look up some knowledge. So tell me it's about this Jason Robert Brown tribute show. 
Um, What's like, what are you performing at it? I am performing um, a, so there's like a little solos in songs that I, that I have. Well, in each of the group numbers, everyone has like a tiny little solo in it. Um, So I am in, uh, so it's, so the show is sort of a, uh, look at all of the sh- I think it's all the shows that he's done so when we go in chronological order starting with songs for a new world and we open the show with the new world which is from songs for a new world and then um, I am singing uh, from bridges of Madison County temporarily lost which I love nice um, and I'm singing uh, the next 10 minutes from the last five years and I'm singing also from songs for a new world um, it's called the river won't flow Cool. Which is a duet with another another guy, and um, I'm singing in a like a quartet with the guys called Bad Bad News from the musical Thirteen. Okay, right. Pretty sure it's from that. Yeah. Sweet. And yeah, yeah. So it's uh, sort of it goes through all of Jason Albert Brown's songs. It's uh, put up by a production company called L'Authentique, and it's a uh, it's a French theater company, but we're all the songs are in English, right? Mm. And uh, all the introductions are going to be in French. Are there any like f- good French musicals that like we don't know about as English translations that are like, like hidden gems? Yeah, because like Les Mis is the only one I can mm. think of. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's Notre Dame de Paris, yeah, which is Le Tendre I'm not that familiar. Is a great song. Yeah, I'm That's not the that only one I know from that. I, the only one I know is Belle. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was an example of my beautiful voice if you want to come and watch it. March oh, 18th. No. <laughs> <laughs> so shampoo, yeah. I was right. Shampoo comes from the Hindi champo. And shampoo was a practice. I was thinking brought, that. I was like, it sounds yeah. kind of Indian. Yeah. So it was a thing that yes, like only be, only came to Europe when you know England colonized India. And we're like, oh, these people are doing this thing. Let's uh, seal <laughs> They're it. They're washing their hair. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That would be such a like English thing to not realize at yeah. first. <laughs> you can wash this. Uh, maybe they, maybe they just like rubbed it's a bar so of soap on it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I'm glad that I've, I think, almost never had to, to, to soap my hair instead of shampooing. Hmm. Like I've it, had like yeah. I can count on like one hand the number of times where I've been desperate and there's just only soap. And it's always been body wash, which is I kind have. of like a, a weird gray area anyway. I was I lived um in in Panama for four months in um twenty twelve as part of my university program. Not optometry, this is my undergrad. And um we we went to an indigenous village for five days. Um where I met Bono, by the way. What? Which is another <laughs> funny story, which I'll I will tell you later if you so if you so choose. Um uh, and yeah, I had to, we, we stayed in with like host families. Okay. Um, and there were like, there's no showers and stuff. Like it's a bucket of water that you scoop water out of, right. which I felt horrible. Like, ba- like I need to bathe myself. Like I can't go a day with like, just not like living in my filth. Like I can't do that. Right. Yeah. So like, and I felt so bad because the bucket is also like they're drinking water and stuff. So I was like, oh no. Right. Like I wasn't bait, like in it, but like I like I'd take right, water yeah. out and I'd be like feel so bad. <laughs> it's like, like there's like, three cups like of water as little as drink. possible. You know? 
Right. It's like now I got to go and get more water, and then when I'm yeah. done that, I'll need another shower, and it's just it was be yeah. bad. <laughs> like it was self filling. It's just like it didn't. Okay. Anyway, I was I was very respectful. I didn't use very much. Anyway, making myself sound like a horrible person. <laughs> and so I just Aren't dumped their bucket of water all yeah. over the floor <laughs> and told them the whole the thing. Because right? <laughs> like Bono's got head. water. Go ask yeah. him. <laughs> um, no, but yes, that was the four days where I had no access to shampoo, so it was just like bar soap on my head. Yep. And mm. everywhere else. That's it. It it works. It just I feel like it's not good for your hair. Yeah. Well, too much shampooing no, is also not. not good for your hair. That too, yeah. Yeah. I find now that I now that I work from home, I wash my hair like twice a week. Mm. I used to wash my hair like daily back in high school. Yeah. Which I think destroyed it because I had yeah, pretty like that's probably what's, what's sad hair back then. Here. Mm. Yeah, no, I I wash my hair every day just because I'm like, whatever. Honestly, I'm bald. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> just, Fair enough. I just don't like the feeling of like. You seem like you can grow a good beard, though, based on your um, current like your current it, level it grows, of scruff. Like, it grows like around the edges of my jaw, but not like uh. on the cheeks. It's kind of patchy. Mm, right? yeah, so I have similar. to shave that part off. Yeah. But I would love to be able to grow a nice beard. <laughs> do you think you'll ever do the thing where you've got like a beard and shaved head? Yeah. That if seems gets... to be like the go-to for people who start, start balding. But no, like, I'm embracing hair. it. I mean, a lot of people are just like, I need to get the hair transplants and the, yeah. the Propecia, whatever. Right. And I'm just like, no, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna own this. I'm... That's it. Just figure out how to rock it and rock it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when it gets to the point, I mean, I still have enough sort of passable so that it looks yeah, yeah. like I still have hair. <laughs> so once it gets to like a really terrible point, I'll just shave it all off. Mm. And I've been meaning to do it for a while, but everyone's like, don't do it yet. And I'm like, but I want to try. <laughs> but that's um, it. It's like, once you do it the first time, you might not get it back. So there, there's that sort of element oh. of permanence to it, right? You think? You maybe. Get, well, maybe. Like it just won't know. grow no, back. No, you're not, you're not like plucking the, the no, roots No, but like if head. it's super thin on my hair, like maybe it's super small, it's just going to start growing back. Yeah. But it'll, right. no, yeah. it does, it, this part still grows. You'll have a stubbly okay, head for a little yeah. bit. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, I really want to try it. You should one, just do it. Day, well. Go for it. I know, Leave. but it's just like, it, like, like, I need to have a good facial hair. Otherwise, it's just like, I'm going to look like mm. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Hey! I played Charlie Brown. That was a great show. Thanks. Who, this is a Charlie That was one of my favorites. W- w- who wrote a musical about Charlie Brown? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who wrote it. That's a it. very good question. I don't know who wrote it, but it starred Anthony Rapp. Yeah, the revival version. Nice. Um, Did he have to shave his head? Did you have to shave your head? No, no, I didn't. I mean, but I'm, I'm sort of rocking the look a little bit. Either way, no, they didn't. They don't shave their head. I mean, um, they they don't make it perfectly like the original characters. Mm. Yeah. Um, Do you at least wear the you wear the the yellow squiggle shirt though? Yeah, I wore the yellow squiggle shirt. Nice. It was wonderful. Yeah. That's such a fun musical because it's not, it's so like lighthearted and like it's well, just it's a bunch vignettes of, too, right? yeah, it's just vignettes of like com- comedy and that was where I got to like first, like not, uh, that's not, not first, but like that was one of the shows where I got to like stretch my comedic hmm. wings a little yeah. bit. It was super fun. Yeah. I especially like, I, I like Snoopy as, as like a, uh, well, I just like the way that Snoopy is done in that musical. Yeah. Like just, he's, he's, he's very humanoid. Yeah. Does he, just, he have like he has like lines and songs? And yeah, stuff? he's like he's like a, a human being. Oh, cool! But like the, the entire premise of the show is they they literally took uh, Peanuts comics and adapted them and put them into little vignettes nice. on the stage. Wow. So the the show doesn't have a discernible plot. It's just a whole bunch of <laughs> yeah, and in, interwoven with songs. Yeah, that's true. Right? There's not really much. 
like plot wise. Mm. But no, it, there it isn't. Still there feels isn't a like plot a, at all. It still feels like a narrative. Almost, there is this is like nice. really yeah. There is a narrative. Like certain characters have a narrative, and there's like certain. There is like a certain depth to um, each character's like development throughout the show. Like Charlie Brown starts out like uh, as this like depressed Charlie Brown esque character, obviously, yeah. and then at the end of the show. I mean, he pretty much stays that way throughout the whole show. And then at the end of the show, he finds, spoiler alert, he finds um, like a pencil with like teeth marks on it. And then he's like, uh, that it belonged to the little redheaded girl who was his biggest crush, obviously. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, um, I found this pencil. It has teeth marks on it. She nibbles her pencil. She's human. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like realizes that like everyone's human. Not everybody else is perfect and not everybody else uh, like everybody else has their own little quirks and insecurities as well. Mm. You're not the only one, and uh, cool. he feels a little less alone. And you know, <laughs> Lucy comes to terms with being a total bitch. And, and uh, Schrodinger gets his rock star moment. Schrodinger. Schrodinger? <laughs> <laughs> that was a wonderful Freudian slip. It was. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not what that implies about your subconscious, yeah, but, uh, but it's something real interesting. Schrodinger. Oh, man. <laughs> Schroeder. Schroeder with a physicist. Yeah. 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 Mm. I mean, those are, I think those are the only two characters that really have any major development. Like, Lucy has this, like, really intense scene where she's like, I'm a crab. Everybody hates me. And, like, I'm so mean to everyone. Why am I like this? And, like, and her, and, like Linus is, like, comforting her and stuff. It's, like, it's this really, like, intense moment. Yeah. So mm. some characters have, like, this sort of arc. And then most of them are just like, I'm here as a Peanuts character and you know Snoopy gets excited about supper well they can't fundamentally change because then you couldn't have like another 20 years of Peanuts cartoons no (laughs) I mean it can you can sort of remove it from the from the cartoons but Mm. uh, Mm. yeah it's that was one that's one of my faves I enjoyed that Mm. one cool on uh, on old comics have you have you consumed any of Riverdale yet is that no, something you're at all interested am, in? I've, I've been meaning to watch more of it. Um, but uh, yeah, mainly because the main character is like smoking. So he is. You mean Archie? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the main character. I should have. Yes. So it's Archie. weird for me because uh, Cole Sprouse plays Jughead. And yeah. Cole Sprouse was my first boy crush. Oh, yeah. So, so it's weird for me that he's like kind of like, sexy in like a brooding way now. Is he? I don't like you. They I, both I, went through like a really gross. Oh, absolutely. Phase. And they weren't like they weren't attractive back then either. Really, yeah. it just you know. Well, they were cute kids. Like they if were you're cute a kid, kids. And you're yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, it's what, yeah. whatever the names are. Sean, yeah, Sean, Cody, and whatever his name is. Yeah, which is this Zach, oh. Zach and Cody? Oh, yeah, yeah, Zach, Zach and Cody. Oh, okay, yeah. It's how do Zach I? Oh, how so does everybody cute. talk about this show? And I still have no idea what it is. You were too old for it, mm. I think, because like they're like my age. So it was targeted at people like roughly my age, if slightly younger, I think. How old are both of you? I'm 23, 27. Oh, so wait, no, I'm to I'm I'm his age, and you're the youngest. I'm a baby. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. So so when when we came around, when you guys came around, that's when it was really targeted to. Yeah. I never really watched it, but I heard about it. And, mm. you know, yeah. You know, Sweet. I haven't really watched that much of it, but I've been meaning to get back into it. Riverdale is great. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know a CW drama. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, 
It's just like, I don't know. I guess at the first episode, I was just like, this isn't Archie at all. She's having an affair with Miss Grundy. And <laughs> yeah. It's, well, that's it. It's very much not Archie. But yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. And then he like went into the diner at one point and Jughead's just like dramatically sitting there like eating his burgers. And I'm like, what? Hey, where's the jalopy? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There's no time for jalopies. There's been a murder. <laughs> and I, oh, watch, I was busy watching Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, oh so, good. so good. I loved that so show. So good. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I plowed through that and was like, well, I need something else to watch now. Yeah. <laughs> so I started watching Scandal. Yeah. Which is, I'm no. enjoying it. It feels like Grey's Anatomy meets The West Wing. Oh, yeah. And okay. I was like, okay. I, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan. I'm oh, yeah. ashamed to admit. I watched all of it <laughs> since September. Yeah. I've are Oh, you, really? Are like you caught the entire up now? series? Like you you've actually gotten to I'm caught up to everything on Netflix. There's mm-hmm. another season that's not on Netflix yet. Like it's the one that's currently airing. Right. Yeah. So now you actually have to wait it's, to, uh, to know what happens and who dies this yeah. time. Yeah. It's it's not the best. <laughs> How many now? times will you hear chasing cars? <laughs> I was yeah. in a pub yesterday and chasing cars came on the speakers in the pub and I was like instantly a little nervous. <laughs> but I, also, I don't even know what song that is. It's, uh, do you want to go, Tim? Let's wait. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the Grey's Anatomy song. So Tim and, I, like, Tim and I sang that at a wedding back in May Okay. before I had seen any of Grey's Anatomy. And so that oh. song for me is like like a wedding song. Like, you know, it's a weird wedding song. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it was great. And uh, if I lay here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's literally in almost every episode. Now that I'm thinking it's, anytime it's anything a, really it's a dramatic montage. Happens. Yeah. With it's, the, yeah. it's that or how to save a life. Yes. <laughs> and it's so fantastic. I'm, like I, I had that song associated with like a really nice wedding of like a couple that I really love, and then I started watching Grey's Anatomy, and now gradually that song is more and more just related to like plane crashes, yeah, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> miscarriages and stuff. <laughs> like, Lots oh, of no. wonderful stuff. Yeah, it's okay. It can be both. Yeah, some weddings are secretly pl- plane crashes and miscarriages. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and some old people secretly eat babies. And it's full circle. Damn. Well, guys, thanks and so much back. for listening to this week's episode of the Up for Discussion podcast. If you enjoyed this, uh, hop onto iTunes and rate and review the show. Mm-hmm. It helps us out a lot. Go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and pledge to give us money if you want to. You can name the bear. 40 bucks. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Do it. Be that bear person. named Barry. You can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking. I'm at Tom Zlatt and I. Tim's at Acapella Science. Daniel, are you on Twitter? You are on Twitter. Yes. What is your Twitter handle? Dan Wilkie. W-I-L-K-I-E. Perfect. Cool. Follow me. And you can catch Daniel in the Jason Robert Brown tribute concert on March 14th. March 18th. 18th. Yeah. That's right. This comes out on March 14th. Yes. March 18th. Will there be things? <laughs> can people buy tickets? in um, online yes. or something um yes i don't know the link by heart but we'll put it uh, in the bottom of the the, the the things put it in the doobly-doo yeah in the doobly-doo yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh you can also catch him in wista's production of shrek this summer yes mm. uh, in june i'll be playing the role of lord farquad oh, lord farquad small little man yes all on my knees all right oh, really yeah <laughs> that's you, like, fun strap yeah. shoes to your knees no, it's a. Uh, it's just I don't know what the contraption is, but it's just like knee pads, sort of, I guess. And then there's little legs that go from like my torso to my knees. Nice. And I'm learning all my dances on my knees. It's <gasps> it's so much. You fun. have choreography like that? That's oh wonderful. yeah, there's a huge dance oh, number on my wow. knees, and uh, all my scenes are on my knees. That's great. So. All right, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Life well, thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me. It was super fun. Yeah.
and uh, to play us out. If I lay here, <laughs> if I just lay here, would you lie with me and just forget the world? Forget what we're told before we get too old. Show me your garden that's bursting into life. <laughs> Bye. Join us next week when we interview Stalin. Ah. I was trying to come in with a third <laughs> harmony, but I was like, oh, I'm not confident enough. Oh, and I was yeah. like,